Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Amazon Book Club. It's 2019. New year, new us. We're reading the Holy Bible every week for the whole year. 52 straight weeks of the Holy Bible. Come on, folks. Have you heard the good news? Welcome back to the Amazon Book Club. My name's Austin Hanna. I'm Ganesh Sarma. I'm Shane Burklow. And this week, we're reading a book called The Inverted Pyramid by A.C. Fuller. Hey, how's everybody's New Year going so far? We took a little break there. Our last episode was right around Christmas time. So hopefully you have an appetite for more Amazon Book Club. Hope you had a great holiday. Yeah. What, what was it? your guys' uh, resolutions? Oh, we're skipping the holiday talk? You had a bad holiday, Ganesh. Is that what I'm I had a I had a fantastic holiday. I ate a lot. Uh-huh. I slept a lot. Uh, I uh-huh. played a lot of video games. Okay. Uh, so just like your regular day. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, our New Year's resolutions. Well, for me, I have a resolution and I've been getting a little, uh, you could probably hear it in the, in the recent episodes, but I've been getting testy and I want to just chill out. I want to be a little more Zen. Zen Austin. You guys ready for that? Do you, have you been counting your breaths? Yeah, I've done 10,000 today. <laughs> Uh, roughly. Well, it's not really how it works. Give or take like a thousand or two. That's good. Good yeah. for you. Thank you. And yeah, I'm just feeling more relaxed. I'm feeling a little loose, limber. I've been doing not yoga, but what is that called? Uh, like sleeping, like just laying down. You sl- you've I've been, been laying down and closing my eyes for long periods of time and it's been working wonders for me. I can tell. Okay. You look like it. I you look, look refreshed. like you've slept for days. <laughs> Boy, have I. Shane, what about your uh, resolution? I would just like to, I guess, speak up more. Like volume? Yeah. Oh, you like louder. Yeah. Project. Yeah, this is my new volume. Look, let's tone that down. We'll <laughs> ramp it up over the course of the year. Not Maybe in- next year I can split the difference. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Ganesh, what about you? Me? Uh, I just want to eat more fiber in my diet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. You having trouble down there? Look, I don't want to go beyond that. I just need more fiber in my diet. I've made a resolution. You all stuffed up? I'm trying to unstuff. Okay. It took me years to learn what fiber was. I still am not sure. Because in Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, if it, you recall, in one of the opening scenes, he has all this bird food and dog food and cat food and stuff. And the guy's like, what's that? And he's like, high fiber diet. Oh. And when I was a kid, I was like, what is fiber? And you then just thought it I was just, pet food. I didn't even bother to look it up. And so I just went about 12 years without knowing. I was, I was about 16 when I realized. So what is what it? Fiber. It's like hay. It's like, you know how, how horses eat hay? That's, nope. what, that's no. what you want to eat? That's not, it. That's not is, it at all. That's a waste of a New Year's resolution. Okay. I thought fiber was just for old people, but turns out everyone needs it. Well, it For also, healthy BMs. Uh, what's that? A BM. What's that? It's like a BMW without the W. You know you're getting old. You're not a young man anymore. Yeah. You're uh, you're aging. There's a reason why uh, it's not working down there. The, you got to grease the pipes because they're getting rusty, my friend. Let the juice loose. Let's tell any new listeners who have made it through that what we do on this podcast. New for 2019. Just kidding. Nothing's changed. We do the same podcast we did before. Uh, we read a free ebook from Amazon.com. Presume- Is it .com? You know, I'm not sure. I think it's Amazon.co. In the moment. I forgot, but it is. You're right. It could be a .NET. What is Amazon.NET? Can we get that? Ganesh, write that down. So (laughs) what we do on this podcast is we read free ebooks from Amazon.com, presuming you pay the $100 plus subscription for Amazon Prime. And we read the first page, the 25% mark, the 50% mark, the 75% mark, and the last page, five pages of a free book. And we determine whether that book is good or bad you know we don't even do that well sometimes we do we could start sometimes we just live with it yeah we could start we could make that a resolution this year do we want to actually do that mm, no I we don't, don't want to do that no, we, i don't want to lock ourselves in i want to change as little as possible because this is what i'm comfortable with on that note now everybody knows what the podcast says ganesh why don't you read us a synopsis is it the inverted the inverted belly button yes the Inverted Pyramid, an Alex Vane media thriller book two by A.C. Fuller. Wait, what? Sorry, he's represented by a media conglomerate? Is yeah, it right? sounds like An it. Alex Vane media thriller book two. Like Alex Vane, I'm guessing, is oh, the he's, protagonist he's of the, this book. I, he's like the Jack Ryan. Journalist Alex Vane is always hunting for the truth. No, sorry, Vane with a V. V-E-I-N? V. 
No, like a weather vane. Oh, the other one. A-Y-N-E? After exposing a low level, I'm going to also, my other resolution, I want to spell less. How much are you spelling these days? Uh, too much. After exposing a low level congressman for accepting bribes. Oh, boy. Not my congressman. Alex attends a conference and runs into an old friend. Is that even a bad thing? If you think if you expose a congressman for bribes now, they're just like, yep. <laughs> and they shoot a gun in the air. Yeah. I'm like, all right. They'll just brag about it and get reelected. You got my vote. This man knows how to work a room. Alex attends a conference and runs into an old friend and flame media studies professor Camilla Gray. Mm. Mysterious name. Yeah. Camilla Gray. Or Camilla. I don't know. What? That's not a name. No, dude. It's Camilla. It's Camilla. Camilla. Bus. But. Bus. But. (laughs) Bus. Exclamation point. Just as they begin to reconnect. I love a good bus. Alex's business partner disappears, leaving Alex only one clue. The name of a hacker who was recently murdered. A source hints at a vaster conspiracy, one that may reach all the way up to the fast approaching presidential election. Uh Oh, Oh, boy. What year is this? Is this future time? Alex and Camilla travel to Alex's hometown to find answers where they race to untangle the connections between the dead hacker. This sounds like the whole plot. And the disappearance of Alex's partner. That's the whole point of a synopsis. No, it's not. But all the while, a mysterious source is pulling the strings of their investigation of the election and possibly their lives. A synopsis is supposed to leave me wanting more. Yeah, it's Julian Assange. Well, shit. Okay, sounds like I know what happens in most of the book, but I guess we might as well read it anyway, because God knows we're not going to find a different book to read this week. Hackers, journalists, fake news, the presidency is on the line. This is pretty topical, guys. This is the Inverted Pyramid. All right, it's been about 10 minutes. Ganesh just got up, modeled a few pea coats that he got for Christmas. Uh, did a couple. <laughs> you looked great. You looked great. Thanks. Did a couple struts, Thanks, struts around the apartment, did yeah. some quick heel turns, yep. uh, winked at us, gave, blew us some kisses. He's like, imagine this on the subway platform. Yeah. And he did like a little twirl. We yeah. were like, wow. And then we did, and we applauded. This literally just happened. It's not even joking. But all right, enough said. Let's jump in to the first page of the inverted pyramid. I feel like a new man. First book of 2019, everybody. Let's well, get a round of applause. You look great. You look like a real man. A great one. Yeah. Beautiful guy. Love you. Thank you. Love Ch- you guys. A little tight. All right. <laughs> Chapter one, Ground Zero, New York City, Saturday, September 11th, 2004, 829 oh. a.m. <laughs> oh, uh, well. That's a good September 11th. This is like if you're watching the Born Identity. It's like the text that comes at the bottom and you have uh-huh. like the- you know, Oh, wait. man. And it makes typewriter noises. Yeah. Can yeah. you put that in? <laughs> Yes. But, oh, it's always way too fast. It's like a typewriter that's like... Yeah, it's like a guy just smashing a typewriter as fast yeah. as he can. There's like no timing at all. I wish we could direct a movie. That's next. Coming in 2020. We'll see. We'll talk about that later. A loop Saren peered through a chain link fence into the seven-story crater where the towers had once stood. Now, which towers are we talking about? It doesn't say. A large ceremonial pool had been placed there at the bottom. Brought in for the third anniversary of the attacks, and Saren counted the ripples in the water. Ten. One, two, three. <laughs> After a moment, lines of computer code began appearing in the spaces between them. Oh, shit. It has actual computer code written. I'm not going to read it. The procession oh, might be-, be a message in there. Yeah, read the code. Yeah, we'll determine if it's worthless. Serial underscore example underscore MSG exa- underscore It's worthless. T- Madison Square Garden. Oh, wait. Yeah. That's where the next attack is going to be. The procession began and he shifted his gaze to the victim's families, shuffling down a makeshift ramp, carrying cards, photos, and flowers. Ah, that's sad. You guys ever been to the pool? I have. Yeah. It's powerful. Never took a dip. Well, you can't. Really. Oh, oh, ooh, good to know. When they reached the bottom, the mourners stopped next to the pool one by one to leave their remembrances. Saren heard their wailing but felt nothing. Yeah. He rarely felt anything at all. He's an Al-Qaeda. After adjusting the collar of his black turtleneck, he put on a pair of sunglasses, then ran his hands down his crisp black jeans. <laughs> I wasn't expecting jeans. <laughs> <laughs> We got a nice uh, tight pair of black jeans from the local Hot Topic. Have you ever just seen a group of people mourning, put on your sunglasses, and then just 
slid your hands down your pants? Um, more often than I like to admit. He checked his phone for the text message he expected at any minute. Nothing. He knew why Denver Bice <laughs> oh, had no. wanted to meet with him. Spell Bice. I know you didn't want to spell, but I gotta know. Yeah, is it? It's yeah. Dice with a B. Oh! one great way of not spelling that's so cool okay that's the best name we've had on the show denver bice denver bice i can can i legally change my name to that no can it's I name taken my, can i name my son that shit it's ta- i didn't know there was a one per and he knew that he could be in danger but he didn't feel it ever since he had taken the job for bice his ocd <laughs> and dissociative tendencies had been amplified now everywhere he looked he saw the code he'd spent 18 hours a day writing since the day after the Democratic convention in June. Uh oh. What does that imply? Sounds like he's a hacker. He's the hacker? He sounds like he's a hacker. Oh, I don't know about oh. the titular hacker, but he's a hacker. Okay, sorry. My bad. All right. When the last of the mourners reached the bottom of the crater, they all paused. We're calling it a crater, bud. It's like, at this point, a nice park yeah. next to a mall. Mm-hmm. Well, that wasn't there yet. Ah, yeah. That opened like two years ago. <laughs> I for- sorry, I forgot we're in 2004. The crowd that was gathered around the chain link fence Never went forget, quiet. Dude. Yeah, don't forget about that. September 11th, 2004. 8.46 a.m., a moment of silence for the first plane. Sarah knelt on the sidewalk and closed his eyes, trying to focus all his energy towards the center of his forehead. What? He sensed his chest and allowed the prayer to move silently upward. Is he hacking right now? He's hacking the sound. <laughs> Shit. It affects how it hits his ears. Ooh. He said the prayer in Hindi. What? Oh. Then again in English. Hell yeah, this is made for you, man. As he always did, out of respect for his old home and new. What? This character's Indian? Ah, Did you pick this on purpose? Ganesh, you son of a gun. I love it. Finally, somebody you can relate to. He who thus understands the nature of the body and all human relationships based upon it will derive strength to bear the loss of our dear ones. In the divine plan, one day, each union must end with separation. Huh. Profound. Delightful. That sounds like you. Uh, are we Are we reading more of this? Hidden in the shadow of the, of the 30-story metro building, Denver Bice watched Saren from a block away. Ooh. I'm picturing Denver Bice as Guy the Bounty Hunter. Or Dog <laughs> the Bounty Hunter. Guy the Bounty Hunter. Dog the Bounty Guy Hunter. the Bounty Hunter is no. a cross between Guy, Dog the Bounty Hunter we and all Guy know, We all knew exactly what Guy the Bounty Hunter was. Yeah. And that is just, it's, it's meant to be. Every time I hear Denver Bice, I get a shiver up my spine. Guy the Bounty Hunter is the uh, local law enforcement in Flavortown, USA. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he runs a tight ship. Keep those jails full. Well, Vice, not, not that tight. They're out. He's got to go get them. He's yeah, a bounty hunter. That's true. Vice had no idea what comfort. I have so, so many casting choices for Vice, but I'm going to hold my tongue. James Spader. Oh, that's so good. Keep going. Uh, <laughs> We're done. Bice had no idea what comfort the frequent praying brought the man. Since Saren was never comfortable, but he he always repeated that same prayer. A pair of officers paused behind Saren to let their dog sniff his clothes and shoes. Hey, man, that's racial profiling. That's actually a pretty dangerous place to be doing a prayer like that. The 9-11 memorial on 9-11. He said it in Hindi. He didn't say it in Arabic. You think these people know? I barely knew what it was till 10 minutes ago. As they moved on, Saren stood and gazed back down into the crater. Can't stop calling it a crater, huh? I'm like almost more offended by them calling it a crater. It's not a crater. It's a uh, delightful public work. Yeah. It's respectful. It is. And it's really nice and well, beautiful. Well, somewhat. I wouldn't say the gift shop is. Have you been there? Oh, yeah. Have you been? Oh, have you guys been to the top of the World Trade Center? I'm I'm scared. It is. And I say this with no irony at all. It's wonderful. Is it? It's beautiful. It's so cool. Give you a nice view. You can see it from right here. Oh, yeah. That's you true. that. Oh, my God. This is a podcast of the people. We can see the World Trade Center from where we sit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, it is cool because, like, if you go up to the Empire State Building, it fucking sucks. Like, you're outside. It's a tiny little area. And it's not even that tall a building. And the gate. It's a peewee. There's, like, a gate up there or, like, a wall (laughs) that you can't even, like. You can't even climb on top of it and stand out of it. It blows. They don't let you stand up at the top of it. The New World Trade Center, you go up to the tippy top. It's floor to ceiling, glass windows everywhere. You can walk around. You can have lunch up there. Mm. It's big. Damn. You can see it all. 
Now, do this they... episode's brought to you by the, the World, World Trade, Trade Center, Center Museum. It's, it's back, baby. Also, the elevator is fucking crazy. Oh, it does show you like a history of New York on it, right? Yeah. So That's you're going cool. up. You're going up 100 miles an hour or something like that. Whoa. It's insane. And then it and goes down a couple floors. Then it goes back up. Then no, it goes. It's, okay. it's not the it's Tower a, of Terror it's all anymore. Like AR visualization or whatever, like projected on these things. And so you see like New York City being built up around you yeah, that's in every cool. direction. Like from what year starting? Like the 16, 1700s or something? Yeah. That's pretty cool. And then on the way down, I don't you're dropping know. down so fast and it's insanely scary. And it does like this uh, Willy Wonka's glass elevator thing where the projections on the wall make it look like you're flying around the fucking building. That fucking sucks. It's scary, I man. I would throw up for a lot of reasons, but that's the main one. Anyway, it's a thrill. Everyone uh, should go. Let it's me fun. ask you this. Now, do they charge you to get up to the top? Yeah, it's like $35. Fuck. No. God, the only building I ever paid to go to the top of was the Sears Tower, and it wasn't worth it. Ooh, that's a weird one, man. Well, it was the biggest one at the time, and I think still is. So I felt like, why not? I'm at the top of America. Well, that new Hudson Yards thing is taller than, like, the Empire State Building. Well, the Empire State Building is, like, the size of my mom and dad's house. So. Oh, okay. Bice watched Saren, who appeared to be watching the mourners, then pulled a silver flip phone out of his pocket oh, and tapped at the keys. Flip flop. <laughs> I was like, hell yeah. Whose is this? Traffic in the financial district? Meet at Battery Park in 15? He sent the text, then watched Saren reach back into his pocket, pull out his phone, and stare at the screen. One time I hid a bag of weed in a bush in Battery Park, and it was there when I came back. Why? Because I was going to the Statue of Liberty. (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't want them to find it. And I was like, I really am going to miss out on smoking weed with old Lady Liberty, but I can't lose my stash, am I right? So I went to Battery Park, shoved it in a bush. Went through the security line. You had, the, you had fun. I had a good time. It was a good time. Got some souvenirs. Did you didn't go get to up, go to the top because this was when it was still closed. That's a bummer because the top always looked. So, oh, remember in that Michael Jackson video when he went to the torch? Yeah. Black or white. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I wanted to do that. I wanted to recreate that. And I couldn't. And I also couldn't do recreational drugs. <laughs> it was maybe the worst possible outcome for going to the Statue of Liberty I could have imagined. Saren's movements were precise and considered as he turned and slowly surveyed the area. Bice knew the distance was too great for him to be recognized, but even so, he stepped back and leaned casually against the building. Saren was cautious and brilliant, of course. <laughs> wow. uh, uh, he is Indian. Did you so add that? that? Checks oh, out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kanisha's just winging this. He was handsome as hell. <laughs> Stronger than any white man. He'd arranged the meeting at Ground Zero because on this morning, it would be the safest place in the city. But he was also obedient. The question was whether he'd be stupid enough to respond. After completing a 360 degree turn, Saren tapped his phone. <laughs> Did a little Wait, whirl. That's like a complete turnaround back and facing the same way you are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's possible he was showing off his new P code. That's <laughs> true. We just saw you do the same. Yeah, thing. you just did seven three hundred and sixty degree twirls in a row, uh, and that's what I call that a ten eighty. A, a brilliant move. It was beautiful, elegant. If I saw you do that in the street, I would just give you a kiss. They call me the Indian Tony Hawk. <laughs> I've got a question for you guys. Mm. Do you prefer the word brilliant to be used in describing like Bert's plumage? <laughs> What is, what's next? What's next? Intelligence. <laughs> that's always my answer to any question where that's one of the two options. That bird's plumage is brilliant. Thanks. I, that, yeah, no, that, that, yeah, that's an easy one for me. A moment later, Bice is vibrated with the message. K. Ooh, he's ghosting me. Um, that's really disrespectful. In 2004, that's like all you could text. That's true. Yeah, that's just, these, these are T9 days. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to get arthritis. That was saying enough. Yeah, but when you get a K, how do you feel? Let's continue down that road. You nowadays? Feel, I don't feel good. Yeah, now, nowadays? I'm like, oh, what I do? Yeah. Oh, boy. Nowadays, everybody want to talk like they got something to say. Nothing comes out when they're moving their lips. Just a bunch of gibberish. <laughs> gibberish. <laughs> Nothing comes out, but K. Yeah, sorry. 2019 starting off rough folks you and i had a extended conversation about eminem not but two hours ago yeah and i was on the i I was on the side of i don't want to talk about eminem (laughs) (laughs) and ganesh was on the side of i have been so into eminem recently and listening to his discography you've been listening chronologically i okay i (laughs) chronologically he said confidently chronologically i've been listening to eminem chronologically (laughs) okay and it's much better. Uh, it aged like a fine wine. I, All the I, homophobia and gunshots. I, <laughs> True. I, yeah. I watched what Eight Mile. Hell? I watched Eight Mile. Why? And he's like, I want more of this. 
hours. And it was amazing. <laughs> uh, it was a good rewatch. And then I was like, because I used to really like Eminem. No, so let's, I started before the beginning. We continue. Were you watching 8 Mile on your VR headset that you purchased? No, that's just for pornography. Dude. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. <dear. laughs> now, these, there were red lines I wouldn't cross on this podcast. But now that you've crossed it, boy, it's open season. Uh, let's jump ahead now the 25% uh, mark of the inverted pyramid and try to wash that out of your mouth. Woof. All right, that was gross. Let's jump into the quarter mark of the inverted pyramid. James walked down the long hallway toward the lobby, planning to check in on some of the evening talks and panel discussions. Oh, is that Comic-Con? At a nook, in between guest rooms, you stopped and stared into a vending machine. Mm. Chips, candy, gum. Yum. Mm. Three square meals. (laughs) What do you think Comic-Con was like in 2004? Just a legitimate comic book-based thing, right? I don't know. Comic-Con was kind of big back then, right? Probably. I doubt I'm going to say it. Go on a limb. I don't think two was already out. (laughs) I don't think he's at Comic-Con, but I like where your head's at. Yeah. Spider-Man 2 is out. This was a big year for Alfred Molina. So yeah, he'd probably be there signing autos. I saw Spider-Man 2 in theaters on my birthday. Surely Tobey Maguire was there because he has to. uh, You think Tobey Maguire is surely in a lot of debt from his high stakes poker games with Leonardo DiCaprio, right? I would think. Uh, Yeah. I'm thinking that's why he did Seabiscuit and the Oscar bait. Peanut butter. What? I can't think of anything else Tobey Maguire's been in. Seabiscuit and Spider-Man. That's all you need. Wow. That sets you for life right there. Peanut and chocolate combinations had always been his favorite, but his desire for them was, wasn't was overwhelming anymore. Mm, okay. After a moment, he stepped over to the ice dispenser and caught a few cubes as they rained <laughs> down. What was that? Cubes. <laughs> oh, now you're talking my language. I understand that word. The nook smelled of mildew, and he Ugh. felt guilty that he was likely contributing to the stench by allowing a few ice cubes to fall to the carpet. No, oh, man, yeah. that cleans the carpet. It's water. <laughs> That's how Shane cleans his house. He just drops ice cubes and thinks, okay. Splash, splash. And I'm like, we're all good for a month. Sucking on the ice. He continued down the hallway past another block of rooms. As he came to the end of the hallway, a sound came from one of the rooms. Psst. He turned but saw no one. Room 103. It was a woman's voice. A voice he recognized. Was warm that, and soothing. Now, is that an old flame I hear? With an Indian accent. Uh-oh. James shot looks up and down the hallway. You're not going to do it, are you? Stepped toward the room and stopped. You got to do it. The door opened and he tried to make out the woman in the shadows. I don't think you should. She had short black hair parted in the center that came down to her chin and framed her thin face and sharp cheekbones. If you had guts, you'd do it. She wore black jeans and a dark blue turtleneck. Those don't go together. Who are you, the fashion police? Come on. Hey, uh, you Tim things are different. You can wear brown, black, and blue all at the same time now. Yeah, just in like one shirt. Wake up and smell the 90s, buddy. Yeah. You don't have a brown, black, and blue tie-dye at home? (laughs) (laughs) That's all the rage. Uh, in in Nervo, Kaleja Muko Alana James. Excuse me. And yes, come in. <gasps> the room was dark, lit by only a bedside lamp, and laid out just like James's. What? A king-sized bed in the center, small desk along the wall, and small sitting area near the near the window at the far end. Sounds like my whole apartment. Nerva <laughs> waved her waved him toward the sitting area. Ooh, like a siren. Have a seat. James sat. His forehead already growing hot as he began breathing deeply to calm himself. My forehead never gets hot. No. Yeah, just my pits. My cheeks. Yeah. (laughs) My forehead, always cold and wet. That is why we always called you hot cheeks. Inerva sat cross-legged on the corner of the bed. Indian style. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. I apologize. Boo. (laughs) Throw throw garbage at me, I guess. Fuck it. can blame it on the tandoori chicken you had about an hour ago. It's okay. That shit was good. I'm paying for it, though. Going to need a bathroom break coming up. In the shadows, James could barely make her out, but saw light reflect off a small gold stud in her nose. After a moment, he said, Checks out. You, uh, you, you, you called me? Calm down, James. It's okay. 
James wiped a trickle of sweat from his forehead. Yep. Stop looking at me like that. That's that's that James is feeling the way I am now with you doing this accent. <laughs> I'm like shocked. I guess it's why. Not, I don't know. I just didn't think you'd do it because I never do it because you refused. I'm not okay. This is gonna sound bad. It's not like we're demanding you do an Indian accent ever anymore. We're but that back. used we're to just... happen. That was like most of when we first met because you're so good at it, which I guess makes sense. I'm good at doing a southern white guy accent. So am I. But also, you're good at that. <laughs> so. What can't you do? Oh, I know what you can't do. I can't do any any sort of British, Irish, Scottish, Australian. Yeah. Uh, yeah or, any of those. Or spell. Ooh, what about French? Can you do French? No, can't do French. Wee oui, wee, oui, monsieur. Oh, see, Austin, you're great at that. <laughs> I can't do any, any, any uh, nothing from Europe, nothing from Africa, nothing from Australia, <laughs> South America. No, East no. Asia would just be, don't even try it. You can uh, do old timey New York, though. Yeah, I have four voices and that's one of them. Yep. Eddie, what do you want to see? That's New York. And I thought that was just like transatlantic cartoon gangster. Either way, you're passable at that. So, yeah, that's four voices. Two large silver laptops sat on the desk, Backwards. each connected by a series of wires to a small black box topped with what looked like a mini satellite dish. Nice uh, setup, James said. He pointed at the black box. How does it connect? Uh, you see the wires? <laughs> that connects to our DSL line in a, in a rented apartment down the street. Her voice was soft. (laughs) (laughs) It was very soothing. And James was beginning to calm down. He admired her computers for a few seconds. I love these computers. It's a couple of real hot rigs. This rig, this hog is nasty. I love your machine. What is that, a firewire port? Oh. That's a little outdated. This is 2004. We're talking, oh, now that, yeah, you're right. This is high tech. It's a DSL. DSL? That was in, right? Yeah, sure. They just said DSL. Yeah. No, you think she had a zip drive? You gotta. You gotta. They had USB ports back then. They had flash drives. In 2004, they had USB ports? Yeah, totally, man. I'm gonna need a fact check on this. What what are you uh, wanting to tell me? She studied him for a moment. Look at me. James wiped his forehead again and slowly raised his head. Flop sweating. Well, I'm doing the same thing, honestly. (laughs) This is making me really nervous. Shane is blushing and pulling his collar and steam's coming out. (laughs) A woo, a woo go. Nope. A wooga? Yeah, I think it's a wooga. Yeah, this has been a long year. <laughs> Lock eyes with nine me. Days. Her eyes shone black and he stared into them. She held his gaze for a few seconds and smiled. James smiled. Realizing he had been sitting stiffly in the chair, he took a deep breath and relaxed into it. So what do you want to tell me? And These two voices <laughs> play off each other so well. And Nerva pointed to the, at the laptops. Clearly, you know of what I do. This does not matter to me because you will never find out who I am. I think you know that to be true. Well, you're a Nerva, right? We got that much. That's her hacker name. Uh, oh, oh, I thought it was a beautiful real name. James nodded. 21 days ago, a pupil of mine was murdered in New York City. He was in the same business. Now you kind of sound like the Black Panther. <laughs> Go on. Murdered? What was his name? I will not tell you his real name, but have you heard of him? He went by Bootpai. Well, can you say Wakanda forever? <laughs> James had heard of him. No hacker himself, he did follow the major hacks enough that he had heard of. <laughs> I follow the major I keep up hacks. with the big hacks. You know, only the big ones. Napster. <laughs> <laughs> was that a hack? No, it wasn't. No, that was a program that you used to pirate. <laughs> was that a hack? Was that a hack? <laughs> the Napster, was that a hack? Is that Sean, what's his name, Sean Harris? Sean William Scott, the Napster hacker. Yeah, I think that's right. I keep up with all the big hacks. This guy's reading Hackers Monthly. <laughs> Enough that he had heard heard of Bootby's exploits. Didn't he uh, hack the Chinese Naval Command Center when he was like 11? Yeah. Destroyed North Korea. Inerva smiled. That's only a rumor. Why didn't I hear about his murder? You probably did. She reached into a brown leather briefcase next to the bed and handed James a story that had been clipped out of the New York Post. He read the headline, Unidentified Man Found Dead in Battery Park Porta Potty. Oh, yeah. It was from September 12th. Well, 2004? That oh, yeah. That's. Ooh, that's a. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ganesh. Golly. Thank you. <laughs> that's a hearty golly out of Ganesh. Oh, I, yeah. James said. I heard about that. That was. I heard about that poor son of a bitch dead in the porta potty. That was a boost buy? That's an analog hack if I ever saw one. <laughs> Hacked his head right off. She didn't speak, but he could tell she was nodding because the gleam on her nose ring was shifting up and down. How dark is it in this room? (laughs) Haven't his eyes adjusted? Are there any suspects? None. Why are you bringing this to me? Because I know who killed him, or at least who arranged it. A couple of months ago, he took a job for a company called 
Plutarch. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, want, I want that to be my, Capital. my outgoing voicemail message. <laughs> just, you, just you sing Plutarch. <laughs> Or call the it rings eight times. Blue dark, blue, blue dark, dark, dark. James leaned forward on his chair, trying to get a better view of her in the shadows. Why don't they turn the lights on in this bitch, man? No, they're it's, hackers, it's man. Yeah, they need dark. Their eyes are. Why used aren't to they the... chatting on IRC or whatever the fuck? Aim. You mean AIM? Because they well, IRC was also a chat back then, but I know a little more of a wild west. But yeah, that's what the hackers use. I guess that's what the hackers would use. They yeah, told me they didn't put up funny away messages with like some crazy lyrics. Yeah, you know. it's like we're just two lost souls swimming in a fishbowl. Heart icon, nine eleven two thousand four. Heart icon. That's something, what, something like that. Yeah. yeah. You ever have away messages that were like, "I'm hanging out with my girlfriend," because <laughs> I definitely did, and that was pretty cool. Was it truthful? <clears throat> uh, you know, seventy five percent of the time. <laughs> Too busy getting a were hand guys- job and watching Saved by the Bell. <laughs> I wasn't that explicit. Just Saved by the Bell winky face. What were you asking? Uh, I honestly don't know. And I just want to leave right now. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, oh, that's it. Okay. Well, I guess 2019 always good to start leaving me hanging again, making uh, me feel like, uh, well, well, I mean, what, how can I remedy this? Should I just say I'm done uh, at the end when I'm done reading? I wish we should have figured this out by now, right? Yeah, we, I put the tablet down. Oh, I thought you were just enjoying, like, I thought you were just enjoying my story. Oh yeah. We saw your grand gesture. I that's must've missed it because he was talking about getting what? wankied off yeah watching zach morris pop caffeine pills all right anyway that's it we're jumping ahead to the 50 percent mark of the inverted pyramid Pyramid, please, Ganesh. James, oh, chapter 30. (laughs) (laughs) Big job. Thank you for including that because that is hilarious. This is a 60 chapter book. Is that what's happening? Yeah, Yeah. I mean, I would assume so. Just unless the chapter link changes and it's just like the chapter 31 is just the rest of the book. (laughs) That would be a brilliant move. That would be brilliant, like a bird's plumage. (laughs) I agree. See, I'm being loud. Uh Uh-oh. Somebody's going to tranquilize him. James watched Bice walk a slow lap around the room. Yeah, Denver's back. And turned when he stopped behind James's seat on the couch. Bice met his eyes and ran his long, skinny fingers through his hair. I thought he was going to go down his pants again. Oh, no, no, no. This time through the hair. This moment, going up top. Did he have sunglasses on, though? I dye my hair. Did you know that? (laughs) James looked at Bice, and as he stared straight into the other man's eyes, felt his own eyes soften. His mind had cleared, and for the first time, he saw Bice as he truly was. I love it. It was as though the fear had been clouding James's thoughts, and he had been viewing Bice through a distorted lens. Hmm. What he saw now was a twisted and bizarre man, unsure of what he was doing, unable to see himself at all. He flashed back to the receptionist at the hotel, asking if he was Bice's son. No, I'm his dad. I I, I didn't uh, I didn't know that about your hair. I'm his handler. I never would have guessed. Do you think it makes me look younger? I, I wouldn't know because I don't know how old you are. How old are you? Bice sat down on the couch next to James. I'm four. <laughs> I'm 54. Oh, Oh, almost. I was only like half a century off. Yeah. James tried to inch away from him. And where are you from? Vice raised his left eyebrow and smiled. I know what you're doing, James. It won't work. But I'm happy to make small talk with you since soon either you will be dead or I will have gotten what I want. Okay. Well, I'd rather not to be dead. Yeah. Take what you want. Take what you want. Really? I'm a hacker. What do I have? Come on. He walked around the couch once then leaned on the wall with one hand, staring out the window. Yeah, that's a 360 around the couch, sounds like. Did a little flip, mm. a little Ollie. horizontal flip, oh, which uh, is a spin. Damn. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, well, I've done a few in my day. Have you uh, done a Christair? Uh, yeah. A little Benihana? Mm-hmm. Christair, Bob Burnquist. 
Mm-hmm. Am I right? Yeah. Some would call him the Brazilian Tony Hawk, much like Ganesh is the Indian Tony Hawk. I still remember how to pull off that move in this video game. If we broke out a PlayStation 1 controller with Tony Hawk on it, you could pull off a Christ Air right now. Well, I got to get my special up, but certainly is. is. Was Bob your guy? <laughs> he was. He's everybody's guy. Yes. Ah, it wasn't my guy. I was Rodney Mullen. Always. Uh, Always Rodney Mullen. Rodney Mullen's good because he could do the... Give you the manuals and grinds, dude. The manuals and grinds. And that's, that's how you get points. Got the big air, though. Christ Air, come on. How do you beat that? I'm going to say right now, it's lame. I admit it. It's like using Mario and Mario Kart, but I was, Tony? I was Tony. You went for Tony. I like to do the 900. Oh, boy. And you know, I'm basic. Did you guys watch the 900 happen live? Because I, I certainly did. I used to it was watch a hot the, summer night. I used to watch the X Games, which is something I don't think anybody does now. But they're always on. Yeah, the X Games are eternal now. Every time <laughs> I was just in a hotel and I was flipping through the channels and like the fucking X Games were on. I was like, what? Yeah. This is still a thing? The X Games, but the X Games happen like every six weeks, it seems like now. It is. There's and always X Games. On. And I but always feel like, like motorbikes. I always feel like I'm watching the, the winter X Games. I don't think I ever watched the summer ones. Those are the only mm-hmm. good ones. Much like the Olympics. Nobody cares for the Winter Olympics. Are you right? kidding? I me? thought it's the opposite for the Olympics. Everyone no. loves the Winter Olympics. I like both no. a lot. I, mean, I love the Winter Olympics. I'm not saying the Winter Olympics are bad, and if you are a Winter Olympics fan, fine. But the Summer Olympics are the main one. That's what everybody's talking about. Is the Summer Olympics? Who do you go for? Who do you root for? Oh, like country wise, mm-hmm. uh, like Trinidad and Tobago usually. But if they're not competing, then probably one of the Eastern European countries. Hmm. So, Normal, I guess. Yeah, you know, just a mixed bag. Anyway, I, I root for India, but they never win anything. They participate. <laughs> Which start the winter? Put accounting in the Olympics, and we'll we'll take those medals home. That's true. I'm from Connecticut. Lived there until I was 18. Then went to Tulane in New Orleans. You tell me, Denver Bice is from Connecticut? Yeah, I mean yeah. it is like a yuppie white guy name. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was like a rugged badass, but after you said that, it's totally. You could go either yuppie. way on Denver Bice. He could be like an Indiana Jones kind of whip cracking lasso slanging badass, or like a upper crust northeastern yuppie. I would not. No, no, no. I would not say Indiana Jones type badass. Indiana Jones is like a scholar. I think a badass Denver Bice would be a guy with like a cut off jean jacket. Oh, you think he's dumb? No, I no, think no, he's no, just no. like a guy that rides a Harley around and stops in little bars and gets some fist fights. Denver struck me as a thinking man. Why Tulane? At the time, I wanted to be a writer. I admired the Southern writers. Faulkner, Fitzgerald. I wanted to get away from home and what was going on in the West disgusted me. Not even Twain, huh? Tulane was known for its journalism program and I needed something practical, so I chose that instead of creative writing. Gosh, I should have done that. Yeah. But of course. Can you having a sudden realization? I had ideas of sitting up all night in Cafe Dumont. Hey, I just went there. Seriously. You went to uh, Nolens? I went to Nolens. You went to Nolens. And I went to Cafe Dumont. Or is it New Orleans? That's what I, I'd say. What do they say? Is correct. They Are just, incorrect. Okay. New Orleans is wrong. Is Nolens wrong? I think it's New Orleans. Uh, no, oh, <clears throat> New Orleans. Yeah. I hadn't heard that one. Uh, Nolens, I think, is too much of a effect put on it yeah kind of like when people call san francisco frisco yeah and everybody's like nobody actually calls it that but i do i'm starting it i've never actually heard that unlike new york where we all call it the big apple like all the time city of lights that's That's, what i said the city that never sleeps baby the windy city charm city love it the queen city the big easy oh that's new orleans anyway (laughs) cafe du monde is uh it's cool there's a huge line it's a big tourist attraction but Mm. we stood in line for 45 minutes and we got beignets and they were really good Mm, delicious beignet if you don't know it's it's just a a funnel cake all balled up and you eat it oh i thought it was the water that squirts up your butt in the toilet my bad i was like that's is that worth waiting 45 minutes for Probably. <laughs> Honestly. That was that small child that was in the beauty patch. It's like I killed all, all that long time ago. Yikes. Wow. John Beignet. John <laughs> At Cafe Dumont? Yeah. Wow. It would be a treat to see her. I had ideas of sitting up all night in Cafe Dumont, smoking cigarettes, drinking coffee. It's a 24-hour cafe. I know that because I was just there. Guys, I was just there. <laughs> and where was this? Nolens? <laughs> Or is it New Orleans? <laughs> no, I, I remembered how the trees smelled in that one Robert Penn Warren story. He turned to James. What was it called? Who? <laughs> <laughs> no you have no education, boy said. I got street smarts. Sitting in front of a computer all day, thinking that nothing doesn't exist inside that box is real. That nothing, that box, can't tell you about ever happened. Is he okay? <laughs> that nothing, that box, that nothing, that box, that box. Please, Denver. James sat up straighter. Soon there won't be anything that's ever happened that that box can't tell me about. This is what Kenny sounds like usually, so a little familiar for me. Bice laughed. Ah, maybe you're right. Well, let me tell you how it really was, because 
<laughs> Take a breather, buddy. What I thought would happen you didn't need happen. You need a glass of water. Ah, I'm going to power through. I imagined <laughs> renting a car with my girlfriend. You're full on Christian bailing it right now. Driving out in the swampland around New Orleans. <laughs> I think it's Nolans. I think it's New Orleans. Uh, It's still the 19th century in some of those areas. Girlfriend, did she go down to New Orleans with you? (laughs) New New Orleans? (laughs) Nolans? With you? Vice shot a glance at him. You mean the Big Easy? I mean, uh, I I mean, I just thought since you you, you said girlfriend. You mean Nola? Ooh. Oh, yeah? I was planning on meeting one there. How did you end up in the on the business side of the media? I never wanted it. It wanted me. It's not always the case. I was a journalist for a few years. He paused, laughing to himself. <laughs> I read once that Hemingway drank every night, but always woke up at five to write. I tried it once, slept until noon, never drank again. It's, didn't really give it a good try. My father drank. James watched him run a finger along a window ledge. What are fingers running in this book? Eventually, I got transferred to the business side of things. Creeping and crawling. And being in charge felt natural. At first, I thought I would only do it for a while, then go back to writing. I'd make money, settle down, find a wife. I thought I'd go back to my dad's Connecticut farmhouse. Now, can you believe this guy is the same guy who did the voice for that beautiful Indian woman earlier? Just the range. I just, again. The range in you. It's, yeah, in, the, the passion inside of you is, is palpable, I believe. Uh, anyway, it's been a while since we've done this. Let's just give, give Ganesh his, his due. A round of applause is. for Ganesh. Let's He's, hear it. Thank you. Let's hear, let's hear it for the boy. All right, thank no, no. You. People in the back, let's get the applause yeah, going. Yeah. All right, everybody on the left side. Come on. Thank on the left you. side. Left side balcony. Oh, we're recording in mono. Can't do that. Right thank side. You. Right thank side you. back. Hey, you oh. know what? If it's oh, in mono, then guess what? You'll hear it from both let's sides. Let's get but... that drum line in the back going, Oh, too. oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh, damn. Look at that. Oh, shit. Oh, that guy's got a gun. Is that the brass line? Holy fuck. All right. Jesus Christ. Let's tone it down. You know, Ganesh, the fanfare for you is frankly out of control. What can I say, man? Got a good fan base behind me. I'd like to thank the Academy, uh, Hollywood Foreign Press. Um, <laughs> Both? Uh, s- Satan. Whoa. Uh, my mom, oh. who does not listen to this, thankfully, because I talked about uh, using VR for pornography. Uh, and you listed her after Satan, probably bigger red flag. And I'd like to thank Pornhub Whoa. for putting out a lot of good content they don't pay in us. VR. They don't pay us. Not yet. We don't support this at all, buddy. No. You, all right, let's get in the booze. The booze in the back. <laughs> yeah. Come on, guys. You know Ganesh's his ego's too inflated. Let's Everybody, get this drum line back out You here. prudes. People are raining garbage down on Ganesh. It is getting wet. Let's uh, get that symphony from the Titanic on the from the deck to come out here. It's, we're it, going down. They got to play us out. It's beautiful. Wow. We got to get this crowd out of here. In the meantime, we're going to jump ahead now to the 75% mark of the inverted period. I always think you're going to say inverted penis, but you don't. Mamma mia. All right. Everybody's out. We're back to normal. Still a little smoky in here. Confetti everywhere. But uh, we're easing back into it. 75% mark of the inverted p- uh, pyramid. You almost said it. Chapter 45. Okay, we're right on pace. Visiting team <laughs> ownership box, Fenway Park. Beautiful. You guys ever been there? Uh, yeah, I got I, a tour of it. I saw the outside of it. Did you see a game there? No. Me neither. That's weird. But I got a tour of it. Okay. And I went to their little museum and... They let you run the bases? No. Okay. I well, was then. an adult, so... Uh, they only let kids with cancer do that. I was in Boston this year, or last year. Uh-oh. Can you believe it? 2018? Oh, my God. Anyway, I was there <clears throat> Yeah. right after the World Series. Oh, no. Which Boston won. Oh, yes. Uh, it's at the Celtics game. First time out of the game is called. And guess who walks onto the court hoisting the trophy? Ugh, the Red Sox. It was the Red Sox. I guy. don't care for that. I mean, that's pretty cool that you saw that, but... It was fine. Uh, the crowd went... Ape shit. I swear to God. Yeah. Boston sports fans loved it. They were cheering and cheering and then suddenly just started chanting Yankees suck, yeah. which I think is pretty brilliant shit. And that a fun fact <laughs> is because most young Bostonians are actually given a lobotomy at birth. So uh, this just, you know, you know Bo- Boston really surprised me because we were in like this one pub and it's it was your classic like old man hangout pub and you too was on and all these old guys were singing it. And I was like, wow, that really checks the mark you know what i mean mm-hmm. and then the smiths what's that famous song the this this charming man this charming man came on mm-hmm. same guys singing that song word for word too you were in a bar with old men singing this charming man by the smiths they were singing it that yeah. sounds like a dream it was pretty cool shoot 
All right. I was like, I did not expect that. And I, you have taught me to revisit my stereotypes. I got to go to Boston. <laughs> nah, it's okay. Greta and Lance followed a secretary into the owner's box. Mr. Jacobson, the secretary said, your guests. Larry Jacobson stood with his back to them, fiddling with the knobs on a stereo. Larry, you son of a gun. His bright orange socks peeked out from under his white slacks. Oh, he's got a personality, too. And matched the hue of his floral Hawaiian shirt. Was oh, he a producer? A little too much personality, it sounds like. Before he could respond, the secretary closed the door behind her, leaving Greta and Lance alone with the Yankees minority owner in the luxurious suite, surrounded by eight leather club chairs in a steaming buffet that had been set up along the wall. What do you guys want on your hot steaming buffet? Mm. What do you need? Fingerling potatoes? <laughs> what? I mean, sure. sure. Yeah, why not? I'm okay. <laughs> That's your first, first when That's you the think first thing when, you put when, on there? When Shane thinks, what hot food do I like? Fingerling potatoes. It's right a safe top. bet. If you're making a small plate, put a couple of those. You got you're, uh, you're in business. Samosas. Samosas. Oh, right off the bat. A yeah, hot right. steaming. We're at Fenway Park, man. Yeah. Okay. Same the cricket oh. pitch. <laughs> <laughs> what protein would you go for? That's all I'm saying. Pork? Chicken. Uh, meatballs. Barbecue chicken? Ooh, meatballs. Meatballs. You're right. I can get down on a meatball. Ganesha's right with that. Yeah. Meatballs, maybe some pulled pork. Whoa, excuse me. I just made a big-ass batch of pulled pork the other day. Now, we may be getting way off topic and just ruining the podcast, but boy, it was delicious. We yeah. always got time to talk about pork. What'd slow, you put? Slow cooker. Put Brown my, sugar? Put myself, oh, no. Well, I'm on the keto diet, so I can't eat sugar. So I put a little monk fruit sweetener in there. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you kidding me? I'm telling you, it was fucking delicious. I put a pork shoulder. I had some uh, habanero hot sauce. I had some horseradish mustard I put in there. I put some apple cider vinegar in there. I put a little splash of cherry Coke Zero you bad in boy. There. That's wow. my thing. That's what I do. You have no thing. Anyway, it was delicious. It was great. If you want some, come over. I got a whole big Tupperware full of it. I made way too much for one person. My life is a disaster. <laughs> Speaking of crazy things we made, mm. last night we made big steaks. Big? Big steaks, seared steaks with a miso butter uh, oh. to spread on. Whoa. What kind of, what cut, what cut meat we talking? Talking ribeyes, we're talking New York strip, we're talking I think they were, you know, I don't know a lot about steak. I'm going to say ribeyes, but they could have been steaks. (laughs) Now this is, we're we're talking cow meat? Yeah. Okay. It was red. Yum. And it was really good. And the miso butter. I don't know what that, I don't know what that is. I'm uncultured. Butter with like miso and garlic in it. Oh, wouldn't put that in my pulled pork. That's all I eat from that one. Well, you got a lot. Yeah, well, it's, I and you got to get through. It. I have to eat. It. What'd you make recently? You're a gourmand. I, I made. You I like made. You were you were, you were some, begging us to ask you this. I, I made some spicy beef noodles. Oh, so okay. I took okay. I took a massive flank steak, marinated overnight, Ooh, okay. uh, and okay. then I had I had sliced it as thin as humanly possible. Oh, you were like Ray Liotta and Goodfellas. Then you do a flip flip done. Then you set it aside. Then you got these noodles. You got a whole bunch of Thai chili peppers. Ooh, it's so spicy. Mm. Well, mm. anyway, mm. what well, are we doing here? We're eating good in the new year, huh? In the neighborhood, and oh yeah, that's right. We're reading a book. The meeting had been easy to re- arrange. Lance had been on the owner's call sheet for weeks since oh. he had wanted to discuss the steroid story with Jacobson. Uh, once Lance told Jacobson's secretary that he had info about a failed drug test cover-up for one of his stars, the secretary had called back to set up a meeting within an hour. Man, Ganesha's got to be on steroids because I'm telling you, this guy hits it out of the park every week. Am I right? Come on, folks. Cheer. We love Ganesh. Wait, is that someone in the back? No. Just one person cheering? <laughs> One. Well, thank you. Yeah, we, thank you. We know he appreciates yeah, it. We love it. Now get, get out of here. Mr. Jacobson, Lance said. Suddenly a blast of horns exploded from the speakers That's, that Greta now noticed were hung in each corner of the room. Sounds like what was just happening here. She didn't recognize the song right away, but knew it was late 60s or early 70s funk. Jacobson turned around, smiling and shuffling his feet. His white chest hair poured out of his shirt, which was only half buttoned. Well, that's a disgusting sentence. Would you say that (laughs) sentence? I would say that it goes to sentence. That goes to sentence jail. Yeah. Ouch. First one of the year. Goodbye. Sentence to death. You'll never be released. Prison system is unjust. Welcome, he said, extending his hand to Lance. After shaking Lance's hand, he took a moment to pluck a hair growing out of his right ear, oh, then guy, flick it on the floor. This guy is fucking repulsive. <laughs> Why would he do that? Is this some kind of curse? Yeah, it's a power move. He extended the hand to Greta. Hello, do, dear. Didn't I do that? You pick that up. <laughs> I'll need that back. Greta shot Lance a look of disgust, but shook his hand. She could barely hear him over what she now knew was I Don't Want Nobody to Give Me Nothing by James Brown. 
Nice view, she, she said loudly. She opened Shazam for that one. <laughs> On the flip phone. This is 20, 2004. Touching the wall of glass and gesturing toward the field where the Red Sox players were taking batting practice okay. and shagging fly balls. We're like, oh, right, shit, they won the World Series. Yeah, we're like, like right around the corner from a World Series here. All right. Very, now I'm excited for the rest of this book. I hope the rest is just the oral history of the Red Sox 2004 World Series. Is that the one where they came back and beat the Yankees? Oh, that's yeah. the big one. It's where Dave Whoa. Roberts stole two bases. Yeah. Whoa. And uh, and Kurt Schilling was uh, not a terrible human being. Well, he was just quietly. Yeah, he was quiet about it. Is that before he opened a racist gaming studio? Correct. I like watching warm-ups more than games, Jacobson said. You know, Kurt Schilling is actually the model Republican because he opened a business with public funds and then bankrupted it. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, yeah, that sounds about that's right. right up their alley. I socialize here before the games, but I watch the actual games by myself on a small TV in the bowels of whatever stadium we're in. The games are too important to me to turn into social occasions. Kind of like you with the VR headset. Yeah, quiet time. Maganish puts that headset on. I got noise-canceling headphones to go along with it. <laughs> that's a sensory deprivation tank of porn <laughs> really don't, don't knock until you tried it I'm never i'm never coming back here <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when we're not here there's I just eat on your couch can you well, i don't do it there he's moving around knocking things over plants lamps <laughs> kicking cats yeah, you, you can't tell yeah, what's you going don't on do it there you're doing virtual reality yeah lance touched the man's shoulder and mouthed words to him can you turn this down a little oh the music jacobson stepped over to the stereo and the music quieted just trying to get in playoff mode i don't know why i love this song so much i associated it with the 1970 orioles those bastards mm. that was a downtime for us were you an owner then? Lance asked. No, but with me and the Yankees, it was always us. No offense. No offense, Mr. Jacobson. But isn't it a little odd for a rich old white guy like you to be grooving to a James Brown song about black folks raising themselves up from nothing? Wow. Poignant. But no, it's a good song. Jacobson smiled, plucked out another ear here and put it in his pocket. No oh, offense Jesus. taken, Mr. Brickman. Wow. I know this song wasn't made for me, but it speaks to me. My dad sold oysters on the streets of Lower Manhattan for 19 years. <laughs> okay. You're Back when oysters were what hot dogs are now. <laughs> Was that ever? What? Do they have hot like oyster carts like they do hot dog carts? I don't remember that in Mad Men. Some guy was shucking. Shuck him if you got him. Well, it sounds like they got him. A lot of them. Not anymore. When compare it to what black people in this country went through for a second, but we did well ourselves. Oh, <laughs> uh, what? Let's just roll through There's it. There's no comparison. Let's keep going. <laughs> he waved toward the field. And now look, a saxophone solo came on and Jacobson started gesticulating along with it, doing his best impersonation of James Brown. It's pretty offensive, sir. Greta glanced at Lance, who seemed annoyed. But why do you watch on a little TV? She asked. When we beat Brooklyn in the 49 series, I was 10 years old. And I watched that game by myself on a seven inch black and white. That's pretty good for 1949. Wow. I would imagine most that's people had a big screen. <laughs> oh, that's the tops of the pops. Because it had a screen. Yeah. I wasn't part of the team, but I felt like I was. I had always watched with my dad. But he went off on a post-war peacekeeping mission in Germany that year. I'm not, fo I'm not following the timeline here. So he always watched with his dad. In 1949, he always watched TV with his dad. Yes. This wasn't like a brand new thing that just happened. He's like, yeah, me and my dad have been watching TV for years. Maybe Did, they're rich. How long has TV been around? Like, uh, since 1946? Like, like what's like, I don't like the 30s or 40s, right? I thought TV was like in most households in like the 50s. It was, it blew up in the 50s. That's what yeah. I think, yeah. So like the people that had it in the 40s, yeah. wow. This guy's watching fucking years worth of Red Sox games in the 40s. Anyway, we won in 49. I know Lance knows what happened next. Lance offered a forced smile. I wasn't alive back then. Jacobson patted him on the back. But you know. Yanks won four after that one. Five in a row total. Best run in history. Yes, it was. Jacobson nodded. He pointed at the field. And we're about to start another. And they were. <laughs> oh. Okay, that's not really going anywhere. So let's uh, let's just go ahead and jump ahead. Wow, all right. I love it. I love a man who can make a confident decision like that. Isn't this book about hacking? Yeah, I'm not sure where the baseball comes into play. He's about well, to hack the Yankees. Maybe he's trying to say that the Red Sox hacked and that's how they beat the you Yankees. You think the Yankees really lost? Nuh-uh-uh. No, no, nah, no. Uh -uh. Not four in a row? Nah. They couldn't. Uh-uh-uh. Not with Jeter. Uh-uh-uh. <laughs> all right, let's, let's come on. Let's go. Press stop. We're done.
going to read now the very last page of the, I was going to say the human pyramid, which honestly would be a better book. Have you guys ever built one? Uh, uh, yeah, but against their will. No uh, one's invited me. I have not done it. That's something we could make a small one right now. Who would be on top? Shane. Oh, probably Shane. <laughs> me and Ganesha are much more of a sturdy base kind of people. Yeah. Shane's the, I could plant a knee in each of your backs and I would sit so firm. I kind of want to try this. Yeah. Me and Ganesha are more like salt of the earth, you know, slabs of just grade a American beef while Shane is more of the dainty star you put on top of the beautiful Christmas tree. I'm a white meat, you know, I'm i I'm like a turkey or a fowl. He's lean. Me and Ganesh are, we are, you got, you got to put gravy I'm, on us to make I'm us. I'm a rump roast. We're not, we're not palatable without a little bit of a salt. Boy, Shane, tender. Anyway, let's give jump ahead a, now to the, <laughs> give me a splash of pepper. That's all. Woo, let's jump into the last page of the human penis. Out in the hallway, Alex washes a doctor and another nurse hurried in. As he pulled out his phone, he saw Camilla's arms moving for the first time. Oh, she's good. Oh, is this Camilla from the first page? <laughs> Hola, Camilla. <laughs> Como esta? She was going to be all right, and he sighed, deeply relieved. After watching her for a few minutes, he looked down at his phone and saw a new text from James. Red Sox win World Series. <laughs> I'm at the airport, about to board a flight. I think you know who I'm going to see, but I need to tell you that I'm not coming back. I'm leaving news scoop. It's nothing against you or Lance. We won't do anything. This is a long text message. This would be like... 50 <laughs> this that, is this is an MMS for sure. In 2004, yeah. Oh, this is costing you a couple dimes. We won't do anything that will lead back to you two. You are not going to be implicated in anything illegal. Did they fix the World Series? But we are going to revolutionize journalism. I'll be in touch. I bet they did. That's my guess. When he looked up, Lance and Greta were standing in the hallway, watching him from about 20 feet away. Lance smiled at him and pulled a cigar out of the inside pocket of his wrinkled jacket. He ran it under his nose and nudged Greta forward, hanging back as she approached Alex. She wore black jeans and a white linen shirt embroidered with blue flowers along the seams. Beautiful. Her hair was tied up into a messy woven bun. Alex stared at her, trying to read the expression on her face. At first, he thought it was anger, probably at him. Then he realized it was concern for him. She saw how he looked. How do you mix those up? <laughs> she saw through him. This guy's never looked at a human face before. Turns out she was actually asleep. She knew him. In that moment, he realized that she had probably seen through him all along and loved him anyway. Aww. He took a step toward her and stopped when he noticed she was wearing her sapphire blue Jimmy Choo heels. Are they at a hospital? <laughs> Greta noticed him no noticing and stepped toward him. I figured Cam could use me at my best. She woke up. Greta smiled. I knew she would. He stepped forward and hugged her gently. She pressed her body into him mm. and rested her head on his chest. Oh, Amen, he said. Amen, like a prayer? In what? She leaned away slowly and a look of recognition spread across her face. Amen, Alex said again. Did you bring the wine? The end. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, Abrupt. Great. Why? Just what? Great. Did you just read like the last paragraph? That was so fast. Um, yeah, we're running a little bit long, so I figured I'd kick. Well, it still works for me. Flying by the seat uh, of our pants great. here. The best book that we've read all year. Don't know what the hell happened. What did the Red Sox have to do with any of it? Where was all the hacking scenes? Well, that's just the pitfalls of this podcast. We hey, will never know. Caramba. Starting cool. off hot in 2019. Yeah, we won't know. From September 11th, 2004 to the World Series champion Boston Red Sox. A story as old as time itself. Boy, yeah. Okay, fine. That was a good episode, I guess. Do you want to cast this as a movie? Uh, yeah. I mean, I already said my piece, James Bader. I got nothing else to say. As Denver, as Denver Vice. Vice? Oh, yeah. I Okay, well, let's start with the uh, Indian gentleman in the beginning. Well, you, obviously. Uh, you, it's, it's no, got to be you. It's got to be Fisher Stevens. I will have it no other way. <laughs> oh, it's got to be Fisher Stevens. I was going to say Cal Penn, but, you know, you're right. Fisher's the man for the job. And for Denver Vice. Yeah, James Spader. That's good. That's good. Young right. James Spader or old <laughs> oh. James Spader? Uh, old. I was thinking Kevin Bacon because he was wearing sunglasses. He was kind of creepy, right? What about Harlan Williams? Harlan Williams from like <laughs> Half-Baked? Yeah. Sure. I haven't thought about him in like 10 years. Rocket Man? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. You are talking about Harlan Williams. There's something about Mary. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. You're a big Harlan Williams man. I just, you know. You know. Something on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> it was weird. Okay. Yeah, that's Fine. He's kind of a James Spader like actor. <laughs> sure. Uh, now the what if was her name? The opposite. Uh, Minerva. What was her name? Minerva. Minerva. Now I think is. I mean, are we talking Fisher Stevens in a dual role, or uh, are we going somewhere else with it? I was thinking Padma Lakshmi. Wow, that's great. She's beautiful. 
Go for it. Yeah. Uh, that means we need to get her husband, Nick Jonas, in there somewhere. What? They're married. Nope. Yes. That's Priyanka Chopra. Wait, which one's Padma Lakshmi? That sounds racist. She's from uh, Top Chef. She's. The- I don't know who Padma Lakshmi is then. Top Chef? I've never seen that. Are you kidding me? No. It's a great show. She's famous as hell. What are you talking about? She was, I don't know her. She, was, she used to be married to Salman Rushdie. Yeah. Whoa. Mr. Fatwa himself? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Man. Okay. That's ballsy decision on her part. I don't Man, know who that is. Look at you getting uh, us Indians confused. I wasn't. I just don't know who that is. I know who Salman Rushdie is. Top so. Chef. Bravo. Every Wednesday night. Never seen it. Not Nine as, o'clock. Ten o'clock. I don't know. I record it. Salman Rushdie married somebody on Top Chef? The host, dude. That seems beneath oh him. Oh, my God. She's she was, in, she was in Hardee's commercials. What? I know her from those. I've never seen a Hardee's commercial with anybody who's not white in it. I never. You know, I've never seen a Hardee's commercial. I've seen a Carl's Jr. commercial. What, where uh, do you live? You're from the East Coast. They have Hardee's where you're from. I've only seen commercials for Carl's Jr. You need to get out more, buddy. Hardee's is also complete shit. Um, well, they got curly fries, dude. They're good. No. Well, if you're going curly fries, you got to go to Arby's. Anyway, whatever. Okay, Padma Lakshmi. <laughs> Sorry, Padma. I forgot who you were, and I thought you were married to Nick Jonas because I guess I'm a racist. <laughs> oh, you heard it here first, now, folks. Now, who else is in this book? The old man who plucked his little ear hairs out of his ear. I think Harlan Williams could tackle that one, too. <laughs> okay. I was picturing uh, Rest in Peace, Rodney Dangerfield. Ooh. <laughs> He's like he just died or something. The guy's been dead for like 20 years. That like, guy, uh, well, he was from New York. Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah, you can't get no respect. Yeah, no respect. Uh, hey, that, was a, no respect. that was a very Rodney Dangerfield-esque role. I could see that. Beach shirt, pulling yeah. ears. Putting white, his white slacks. Yeah, no, you're, yeah. you're basically, I'm, him and Caddyshack is perfect, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, who is that? That's it. I don't remember any other characters in this book. Do you? No. We can, uh, the other guy that he was talking to, fuck it, Chevy Chase. Let's get him in there. Okay. Uh, oh, Nick Jonas. He's hard to work with. Nick Jonas. Let's really bring Nick Jonas in. His wife, his wife's in it, right? Boo. <laughs> Three guards Boo. Me. Everybody shoot me with a gun. Okay. Um, <laughs> now, great. That's the end of the book. Are we done? No, we're not. You know what? We got some fan mail, and we're going to read fan mail for you. We decided to put it at the end of the episode, because if you don't like it, you can just press stop right now. We should, well, we don't want to call it fan mail. It's We'll call it listener mail, because we don't know if these people are actually yeah, We don't actually have fans. No. We have critics and Haters. antagonists. Yeah. All right. This first one is. Wait, should we, we should come up with a cute little jingle for yeah. mail. Here's the mail. It never fails. Oh, wait. I, no, okay. I was thinking, you've got mail. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Um, I was never thinking heard that one before. more like, like an orchestral kind of uh, beautiful symphony well, let's that get we our, compose. Let's get our um, our sound guy on it. Yeah. Our, oh, Morris. You're, you're asking. Oh, Morris. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were talking about me. No, no. no, no you no. have a lot of work to do this episode. We've yeah. really. Didn't spare any uh, extravagancies. No, yeah, you got to cut a lot of shit out. Anyway, because you know these people were just trying to praise you. I, I think I hear them again. Yeah, they're, they're, it's, they're, and also I hear angels singing. But enough of that. Let's hear this wonderful feedback we got right. from apparently somebody who listens to this show. Okay, this first one is from Andrew. Good afternoon, Amazon Book Club gents. Hi. I've been listening to the pod a lot these past few days, and I'm really enjoying what you're putting out there. The premise is unique, and the rapport between the three of you is genuine and makes for good company. Here's a fun fact about something you mentioned on your last episode. The song, You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch, is performed by Thurl Ravenscroft. That's up there with Denver Bice, in my opinion. You think we don't know that, sir? Who also provided the voice of Tony the Tiger. Well, I did not know that. Well, that's great. I choose to believe that... Thurl? Thurl Ravenscroft. Yeah, that's not a stage name. I choose to believe that Tony and the Grinch not only live in the same universe, but were once romantically involved. Maybe the fallout from the breakup pushed the Grinch over the edge. Mm. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Andrew in Canada. I like how progressive that is. (laughs) Well, he's Canadian. I got to say, my first instinct would be that if two characters have the same voice, they cannot exist in the same universe. They inherently exist in different universes. And if they had the same voice, it would be very, very strange if they're hooking up. Also, the Grinch seems to have uh, some level of agency. That logic is horrible because the Simpsons all have the, the same voice, basically. Oh, well, I mean, that's fictional. We're talking in a fact-based... This is Tony the Tiger and the Grinch. <laughs> uh, my opinion is that the Grinch has a level of agency that Tony doesn't have. The Grinch has the freedom to walk around. Tony is ba- He's basically a Pokemon. He says one thing. Who? Tony the Tiger. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Tony the Tiger is damned to a life of eating cereal on a blank blue background, whereas That's the Grinch has a rich tapestry of we friends. We don't know Tony's story because he has he's no a story. marketer. He just gets up there and he schlups for his product to get Ugh, that paycheck. Damn dirty capitalist. You, you feel like he's not 
upset with himself. I don't know what Tony's got going on. Bet he had bigger aspirations. I bet he wanted to be great. <laughs> All right, moving on. Dear Austin, Ganesh, and Shane, as a fellow Kindle Unlimited member, I wanted to thank you for such a great podcast. There are so many awful books out there or books that aren't exactly awful, but are just far too boring to reach a wide audience. And it seems like you've managed to avoid the dinosaur porn. That's always a bonus. I'd rather not. If that's out there, send us a link. Love to get my hands on some dino porn. And as would Ganesh. Get that on the VR headset. <laughs> you got an afternoon brewing right there. I'd give it a shot. I'll try anything once. What do they, re- they say in Jurassic Park when they see the dinos for the first time? Oh, I could jerk off to that. <laughs> right? I think that's what Sam Neill says. Yeah. When he takes his sunglasses off slowly, yeah. he, he mouths, I could jerk off to yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And the brontosaurus goes, <laughs> That's right. And Laura Dern says, Ugh. And Jeff Goldblum says, uh, yeah. He goes, wiggity, wiggity, whack. That was his catchphrase. The reason a lot of these books are series is because of the way Kindle Unlimited is structured. It's virtually impossible to make money from just one book. So authors put out as much content as they possibly can in the hopes of building a following. Some romance writers put out 20 books a year under various pen names. There's a whole subculture of self-published authors going crazy over bad reviews and complaints about people gaming the download charts, which is more entertaining than a lot of the books. So if you're so inclined, you can Google self-published author meltdown for some of the more hilarious examples. Yeah, we should pile on to the self-published authors more than we do already. <laughs> it's always been my comment on the podcast. Let's I, be more cruel. I feel like uh, there should be a self-published podcast forum where we complain about our download numbers. Yeah, because they're, they're pretty bad. Folks, you got to do better. Come on, we get one a week. Let's do more. When you're sleeping, that's plenty of time to put us on loop and just turn that speaker down. Don't even listen. Just yeah. download it. Yeah. Again yep. and again and again. That's and all again. we need is the numbers. All we need is the numbers and we get $22 per episode from Bomba Socks. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I wish you all the very best in 2019. Slaint mahor, as we say in Scotland. That it means right. your very good health. And it's pronounced slange a va. Whoops. Yeah. I wish I'd read that first. Because Gaelic is an impenetrable fog of random letters. I blame the whiskey. Best wishes, Francesca. Nah, I guess it's starting to sound like niche. Well, <laughs> that's uh, very nice of you to send that and to tell us about the sad life of the self-published Amazon author. Uh, that actually makes me kind of feel bad because we... Should we stop? No, no, absolutely not. No author has even found us yet. Yeah, why isn't that? That is honestly really surprising to me. I got, yeah, I got to say, of all the things that have happened in the last year for this podcast, I am shocked that no author has reached out once and it's, been like, hey, you did my book. Especially like, Johnny B. Truant, because we've done three of his books, right. and one of our episodes of his book was featured on the AV Club. So if he just kind of, if he Googled his name, surely it would pop up. Yeah, right? Like, we got to be the biggest advocates of Johnny B. Truant on the internet at this point. Yeah. Nobody else is out here pimping Truant like we are. We, yeah. We yeah, we're dropping his name like ten times already in this episode. We're giving Truant the bump. And it's not even a truant episode. It's not. Truant. Johnny, if you ever hear this, come find us. Johnny be calling us to tell us about how he wrote those great books. Well, Invasion and Fat Vampire one and two. He wrote Fat Vampire? Yeah. Damn, that's a classic. All what right. about Invasion? What was that one? That was Sean Platt and Johnny B. Truant. Oh, Platt, Platt brought him. Platt down. and Truant. Platt, do not contact us. Uh all right, that's it. That's the end of the episode. Thank you for the mail to you people. I can't call it fan mail, I guess. Ganesh was hesitant about that. Thank you for the reader feedback. <laughs> thanks. For uh, that the- sounds worse. I don't know why. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's all bad. So, hey, thanks. Thanks to Morris Reese for our music. Thanks to Chris Linguist for our art. You can find us at bookclubpodcast.com. You can find us at AMZN Book Club on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. You can email us at amzmbookclub at gmail.com. Or you can just blow me a kiss. I thank God I said a kiss after that, huh? Sound of bad even coming out of my mouth. Oh. Hey now. So that's it. And you can give us a call at 567-309-0357. Yeah, give it a call and leave us a message. (laughs) Still hasn't really stuck yet. It's never gonna, but I'm gonna keep pushing it. So that's the end. Leave us a voicemail. We may put it on the episode. Send us some fan mail or feedback or just insults. Also, happy new year. Have a great 2019. And you know how you can make it a great 2019 is to keep listening to the Amazon Book Club. Bye.